Hey, welcome in on Anchor Boston, the podcast. It's a hot, steamy Tuesday. Hank Morse, Bob Lobel, and of course, Butch Stearns in for Lynchy again. See, it's podcast time. That's not yeah, the panic button. That's the podcast button, Butch. It is, right. Time right. I thought it I thought it was the panic button. That's right behind me. I I know that, Robert. I just I was trying to remember all those years ago if it had an audio component to it. I don't think it did. I did not the only audio component was me sitting there deciding whether to turn it on or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it might need batteries now. There's a lot of panic. I know. By my recollection, you turned it on more times than not, and you should probably be turning it on right now because I'm going to do a mea culpa right now. I sat here too. I hope so ago. because that was really bad last week. I'm, I'm with yeah, you. After what you I'm said, you. and then every after the minute you said it, that was the. That was I the said they were contenders. I did a 180 all this week and said you can. There's no possible way you can call them contenders when they've lost whatever it is, 11 and 27 against the American League East, 10 series. I mean, I think the real only question is when it comes to the Red Sox, we all know that if the playoffs started today, but they don't, they'd be out, but there are two games there. So if you're John Henry, what are you doing? Are you buyers or sellers? I think we all know the answer is always going to be somewhere in between. But if they are sellers, what are they going to do? Are they are they going to blow this thing up? Are they going to get rid of Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, Nate Evaldi, you name it? I don't know. Devers? Well, Devers, they got signed for another year, so I yeah, doubt so. That makes them really worthwhile. True, true. I, I, mean, I don't see that happening. guy that's got any value there. I mean, Let me ask. Of, all of a sudden, Bogarts doesn't look quite like Bogarts anymore. And J.D. Martinez certainly isn't the J.D. Martinez that, you know, you'd, you'd expect to see. Devers you mean, you mean all-star J.D. Martinez? <laughs> yeah, right. the all-star Chris Sale. Let me tell you something. Both Bogart and Devers are still good baseball players. They're still There's good no hitters. No question about it, Butch. But you know what? <clears throat> De- Bogart is not the same player he was two years ago. How so? How so? It's called falling off the cliff. Are you telling me you're watching the same guy you watched two years ago defensively and offensively? I don't think he's falling off a cliff. Well, I think, all right. I think he's all right, all right, all right. exaggeration. Mea culpa. Bob, you mean all-star Xander Bogarts? I don't know. That's right. That's right. All-star. You know what? I have to say. I guess. I guess. Oh, go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. The, the way it's set up, right? Yeah. As long as you're within five or six games of 500 or contender. And the key thing being is once you get into September, especially the last two weeks, who's healthy, it counts. Remember a number of years ago, totally different scenario in the NHL, the LA Kings, they were the eighth seed. They get into the last game of the season. They won the Stanley cup. They were healthy. They get on a run. So this Red Sox team, as much as I think that they should be sellers, when you're two games out of a wild card, despite all the failure against the American League East and a record four or five games over 500, they are still contenders because if they can get healthy and stay healthy and go on a run in September oh, and when some of the other teams, the, the Yankees. They, they folded like a cheap suit when it was time to answer the call. It's called so, But the Bob, season both, doesn't end in July. The season ends in early right, October. Thank you. Thank you. Here's here's the thing. That's why you I'm guys, fly into this bullshit. Here here's the thing. You guys are both right, and you're both right because of this. By maths, Hank. By math, you are absolutely right. 
Last year, the Atlanta Braves were under 500 at this point. They had a parade. The year before that, the Washington Nationals had a 9-31 and start or whatever it was, and they won the World Series. So by math, you're right. But you're right, Bob, because I'm doing the mea culpa. When I hear the word contender, my skin crawls. Never mind the math. You do the eye test, and this team is not – I still believe, I really do, or maybe I just want to believe, that they like to fight, but they sure didn't like to fight in the last two weeks no, in the most 14 important games of the season. It's the fans. It's, it's, it's actually, well, two things. It's the lack of fans. Attendance is down. You think they don't notice that? that Nesson's ratings are down. Think they don't notice that? These are the things that they, that, that's their benchmark, not where they are in the standings. They're looking at, at gate receipts and, and eyeballs on Nesson. And then they'll decide whether they're going to sell or, or, or whatever. But you know, what are you hoping Bob What's the most famous saying for Red Sox fans? They invented this maybe 20, 25 years ago. Most Yankees famous suck. saying for Red no, Sox. No, Yankees suck. Wasn't yeah. that the most? You know, the Red Sox fans created that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the Yankees aren't the ones that suck at the moment. <laughs> the Yankees are not the ones that suck. Bob, have you forgotten about that team called the Boston Celtics and where they were in January and where they were in April and May? What does that have to do with it? What does it have to do with it? We didn't give, in January, we didn't give them a shot or a prayer. We thought the season was done. We thought they made him break up the team by February or certainly come the trading deadline. Is Marcus Smart? Can Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum play together? Oh, and all please. of a sudden, they take the, uh, uh, old, the dubs you know, to the sixth game. Know, that's the same old refrain, uh, same old... I disagree that it's the same old, and I'll tell you why. But unfortunately, Hank, if the Red Sox are going to emulate what the Celtics did, let's all admit, the Celtics were were the most amazing example of Jekyll and Hyde I've ever seen. They were a team that was unwatchable on Christmas Day and then became the best team in the league just a month later and were for the rest of the season until they didn't win it all. So the Red Sox are going to have to do that. The Red Sox are unwatchable right now. They really are. They're not inspiring anything. They don't have any clutch. They're watchable. You want to watch see another line drive go through Dahlbeck's legs? Or you want to see Franchi Cordero actually make get hit a ball into fair territory? Yeah, they're watchable, all right. So let me ask you this. So so we all agree that whether they're contenders or not by math, they they just don't feel like it. So what are they gonna do two weeks from tonight? Two weeks from tonight is the trade time. What what are they gonna do? What do you think they're gonna do? I mean, they get a lot of guys beyond the big names that we've talked about that could help other teams if they could get things for, including. I don't think, first of all, I don't think Bogarts, I don't think his value is now is what it was last year. Well, his value isn't anything because you're only renting him. You're only renting him. He's not going to sign for with anybody. So what are you going to get for him? Well, you know what? That's not necessarily the case. You don't know that. There are other teams I, that are actually true. willing to pay their players. True, but Scott Boris, in my opinion, in my history of following these things, very, very rarely has a guy that's close, this close to free agency that doesn't get there. So, I mean, Juan Soto, I know Juan Soto's 23 and Bogarts is 30. I get it. Juan Soto just turned down at 23 years old, $440 million guaranteed. It tells me he doesn't want to be in Washington. Well, He's got two years left on his deal. 
So if you were going to trade for Juan Soto, you'd get a guy with two and a half more years at reasonable money right now that's going to want to break the bank. So that's different, hugely different than Xander Bogarts. I think we sat here a week ago and you said you weren't going to watch the home run derby. And then now, now obviously you did. I didn't say that. Yes, I think you did. I'm not going to say I'm not going to watch the home run derby, and I, but I probably will. You know, I'm going to sit here and let you put words in my mouth because I did not say that. Okay. I did not say By the way, that. I'll remind you that we're brought to you by Our Best Foods and Our Best Burgers. Want to put something in your mouth and do that. Speaking, speaking of home runs. <laughs> George Gray's Lexington Toyota, 409 Mass Ave in Lexington. Oh, there's another round trip. Toyota.com. Yeah, yeah. Put, put that in your mouth. That's right. He's the Babe Ruth of Toyota dealers. Yeah. And, of course, Cold Springs RV up in Ware, New Hampshire, coldspringsrv.com. Yeah. Put that in your mouth. Now, you talk about nesting in the ratings and fewer fannies in the seats at Fenway Park. If they trade some of these players at the deadline, don't you think that those things will even sink even further? Fewer and fewer fans are going to be there. They know they've given up. The nesting well, ratings will plummet. I would make this argument, the way Bob brought it up, that don't they know that ratings are down and don't they know that attendance is down? Yes, they do. So I would think they could make the argument, well, I mean, we can afford to do it right now. Whether they're in the race or not, we're not packing this place. So they're not they're not watching in droves like they used to. Well, they did it with doesn't isn't doesn't it depend basically on what they do depend on Kyan Bloom and Bluminati, whether the Bluminati uh, are are going to uh, continue to operate over there. If they're gonna you know, Bloom is the one they gotta decide if they're gonna stick with or not, not Bogarts. It's the other beat. What indication do we have that he's not sticking with High and Bloom? I don't know. Well, in, in my mind, I think in John Henry's mind, High and Bloom is the next coming of Billy Bean. And we, by all accounts, if we believe Moneyball, he wanted Billy Bean all along. So you're going to save money. Have you ever seen what it is to replace Bloom, Sod over at Liverpool? That's very expensive. Bradley. Right, so. Yeah, but we could criticize all we want. The only thing that matters really? is what John Henry wants, right? The only thing that matters with this team is what John Henry wants and what he doesn't want to do. I mean, he considered Trevor Story a big money contract. I guess it is. It's in the halves, but it's certainly not. $140 million is certainly not <laughs> superstar money. It's not. It's just not in this day and age. So I don't know what they're going to do, but my, my gut tells me and just – by looking at this, right, no, this is a minor league team that they put on the field. This is a you know triple A team at best that they they have no, it's put not. on the field at Fenway Park. They still have a two hundred forty million dollar payroll. I don't care what it's the payroll is. I'm telling you, talent wise, it's a minor league team. Well, what does it say about Major League Baseball then? When you get a minor league team, so you say that's two games out of the wild card oh, uh, at the God. end of July. Well, everybody's contenders, Hank, right? Baltimore Orioles are contenders now because they're finally 500. They were When the season started, they were tied for first. Why don't you go there and say that? <laughs> All right, Bob. So if you're the general manager, if you're high and bloom. I don't want to be the general manager. Be the so general you're John manager. Henry. We want to know oh, your expert yeah. opinion. What would you do with the deadline? Would you be all in or would you would you trade him away? I'm not the general manager. I'm not smart enough to do that. I'm not no, smart you are. enough. You're a smart guy. I'm just asking well, your opinion. Yeah. No, I'm not smart enough. I just I would hang head. on. I would hang on and take a shot. For what? Hang hang on for I'm what? Just telling you that's what I, I would hang on for October, 
hope we make it to October because the likelihood is pretty good and then take That's the chances right. rather than blow it all up because well, you don't like, know what the future wait, 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 is. Wait, wait, you know what you have right now. Likelihood is pretty good for what? The likelihood that they'll make the playoffs is fairly good. And so what? What is that? What kind of a facade is that? What I mean, what kind of a well, as I said before, well, the way the league is set up with parity. I mean, the Yankees no, are no, an outlier this year. No, no. You have Fuck. a responsibility to the audience to point out that those playoffs are crap. Bob, it doesn't matter, and you know this all too well. If you get in, you get a shot. If you get in, you get a shot. Two years ago, I believe, the Nationals and the uh, – who was it that played? The Astros? Nationals and Astros? I believe they were both wildcard teams. Wildcard teams. They just – I believe they played in the play-in in the one-game playoff. Yeah, they were stealing signs back then. <laughs> no, that was after all that. But whatever, the Red Sox last year – played in the one-game playoff, and we're two uh -huh. wins away from the World Series. So, unfortunately, what you're standing on is doesn't have any support because you're saying if you get into the playoffs as a wild card, you're a sham. It doesn't matter. If you get in, you're in. You got a shot. You got as good a shot as anybody else. No, you don't. That's ridiculous. Well, well, that no. Right, no you now I agree. Now I agree. I could, come on. Well, you, you grew up in Braintree. Where did the brain part of that come in? <laughs> Pretty good. Um, Somebody get him a cup of coffee. The show today, Butch, either. Huh? And you didn't have to dress up today for the show. Well, look, I'm not the brightest bulb on the tree. Yes, you this, are. You're, you know, give me this little, no, you give can't me this little tangent. You see this? You can't hide behind. I'm not the I brightest I have a 2 o'clock appointment today, and that's not muscle, because I think I tore my bicep on Friday working in my backyard. That's anyway, I went to mention it because I'm not the brightest bulb on the tree. I deserve something. Probably a dunce cap. I decided to play Saturday and Sunday morning at Brainerd Municipal and a Why member member with the torn bicep. Why so now I have to. It was was set months ago. You have to play fifteen rounds at Brainerd. Remember, did you watch the home run derby then? I did watch the home run derby. Yeah, remember with the my torn bicep in '99 when the home run derby was here? Yes, of course I did. That's the greatest ever. Remember, we brought the guy in from MIT to after. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's for the balls. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Ball. It's like steroids. Who cares? I went to bed last night. The 30 for 30 was on about the summer of 98, Maguire and Sosa. Do you think anybody cared they were on steroids that the balls were juiced? No. It saved baseball. By one the way, great, one of the great exhibits at the Hall of Fame. You've never been to Cooperstown, have you? Nope. Damn it, Butch, you have to do that. I know. Uh, I know. Right. You're going to fly out with Ortiz in that jet? Is that no, I'm not going with Ortiz. I'm choosing family over his. Hey, did either of you guys watch the Home Run Derby last night? I watched it, and I came away thinking, thinking wow, Julio Rodriguez. Wow. I know. Juan Soto. I, wow. traded him. I traded him off my fantasy team. For Kyle, Kyle Schwarber. Schwarber. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Right. Kyle Schwarber. Say right. it, Say it Bobby. There you go. There you go. Um, I actually thought in the Home Run Derby, here's one observation from me. I'm a sucker for this stuff anyway. It was Ted Williams-like. It was not the Ted Williams moment. But when they all came out and gathered around Pujols, I thought that was pretty cool. I just thought that was a cool moment, you know? I, I'm a sucker for the All-Star game. I think it's the only – I don't want to use the word meaningful because none of them are meaningful. But it's the only All-Star game in any sport, besides the MLS maybe, that, that actually is 
good to watch. For me personally, I'll just speak for myself. Well, they used to have, you know, well, first of all, they remember they had used to do two of them. It was so good ones that they decided to do two of them. They what had, are you talking they about? Had, when was that? When the world was flat? They had two. They used to do two of them a year. You talking about baseball in the fifties or forties or baseball? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just I, I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I still, I still, I'm a sucker for it. I still get when I see my guys, the the guy in a Red Sox uniform, even though they don't wear the home uniforms anymore, go out there like when 1970 when Yaz yes, climbed the fence. I agree. But I, I, I agree. I agree. There's something special about that. There's something Norman Rockwellian I about agree. it. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait. Well, I, mean, I always use that expression because you know what? I agree with you, Porch. It's like being eight or ten years old, and right. you know all the standings, you know all the players, you know all the statistics when you sit down to watch it. That's and what if you know, you. if you know me, you know I might be pushing this hard because the game's on Fox, and the only place you can watch it locally is on Boston Twenty Five tonight. But that's, oh, but that's beside the point. That out, but I'm going to ask you to work and watch it. <laughs> like you, like you never promote self promote. Are you shitting me? Are you just... <laughs> MIT, call them in. Take a look at the ball. <laughs> you know what, the guy. You know, we're a home run derby. They used to have a show on television. They used to be Mantle versus Aaron. Or right. Mantle versus Aaron Banks. Or, you know, was, was, like, was that a Kurt Gowdy production? I, might, I think Kurt was a big part of that. So what did you guys take from the home run derby besides that Kyle? It was Schwarber way too long. Yeah. Way, way, way too long. And they didn't care. People well, they know the, in, We know the answer out, to that. Tune in, tune out. We know the answer to that. Sponsors. Yes, I'm just saying. When endless, you guys ended up watching the whole home run derby. I didn't. No, I couldn't I did watch not. the whole thing. It was way too long. The first round Thank was too you. long. All of a sudden, now you come out of the closet and admit to what's going on. Hank, you're correct though. Julio Rodriguez. I mean, here's the interesting thing about Julio Rodriguez. So I play in a fantasy baseball league with a bunch of Fox guys, David Wade, a bunch of guys. We've been in it for 20 years, and the only reason I stay in it is if I wasn't in it, I wouldn't know anything about baseball. And now I do. So Julio Rodriguez represents to me, he's the exception, not the rule. Every organization has a Julio Rodriguez type in their organization, if not a handful of them. The Red Sox do now with Marcelo Mayer and some other kids. I'm not saying he's going to be that, but everybody knew Julio Rodriguez was coming. When he came up, he was striking out 50% of the time, but everybody saw his skills. And all of a sudden the switch flipped. And now this kid looks like another Rodriguez that wore a Seattle Mariners uniform. So you're right. For a lot of people, I think he burst on the scene last year. But for baseball people, he did not. They've known about him for a long, long time. And it's kind of cool to see that a 21-year-old kid is putting Seattle on their back. They've won, what, 14 in a row going into the All-Star break? They're the anti-Red Sox right now. So that's a cool story. You know, it's plus we want, you know, young, we want younger viewers, right? Yeah, these kids play literally. I ran into um, a couple of kids from Winchester. Gus and one of his buddies. <clears throat> they're from Winchester. They play uh, town ball. They play travel ball. They could not be more excited about playing baseball. I was excited to see it because all you hear is uh, uh, young kids. The game's too long. Young kids don't want to play. Um, it's a boring sport. You know, I still enjoy the intricacies of the game. I don't know if anybody. I don't know if Bob does. Well, what kind of a statement is that, Hank? 
I don't think you're a baseball fan anymore. I don't think you're a fan of the game. You don't know. No, I'm going to call you on that. That All right, well, tell us us how you love the game. Go. You know what? I'm not going to go there. Because you know what? I'm right to the F-bomb. I I think Butch and I still appreciate and like the game. I don't think you like it anymore. That's not a criticism of you personally. It's not for everybody, Bob. Do some personal self-editing here. There's a lot of history there. You know what? It's not a history in this conversation. Hank, why don't you just go watch your favorite show, Red Sox and Two? (laughs) Is there any show on television worse than that after they lose fourteen to one? Watching Red Sox. Why are you being so sensitive? Uh, It's therapeutic. They have more hours than they have runs. It's therapy, Bob. It's therapy. That's what it is, Red Sox. Why are you so angry? Why are you making stupid statements like you just made, like you make you like you assume? I, you, that was just my I, opinion. You can refute oh, my opinion. This, all of a sudden, because a statement is stupid, it becomes your opinion. You told me um, I've now <laughs> I've come out of the closet with uh, okay. I've admitted that there was some negativity around the baseball and the length of the game. I don't think you're a fan of the game anymore. That's all. Not a personal criticism. You know, you're probably looking forward to football. Well, you don't know what you're talking about, okay? Well, like I said, no, these are opinions. That's it. They're not based on fact. They're based on someone's thought. You do That's not all. know what you're talking about. All right. Convince me that you're a baseball fan then. Why? Why should I have to? Why do I, do I need to do that? What are, well, you don't, well, have, you don't have, you have to do anything. I'm just saying for the well, sake of discussion. Why you believe it or not? Well, what is it that you like about the game? Red Sox in two. That's what I like about it. What do you, you know, what do you like about the game? I like the uniforms. I, I like Which the ones? high socks. What do I like about the game? Don't be personally offended. You ask people questions all the time. I don't make statements like you like you did. I don't presume. I don't presume to know what you're thinking or whether you like. You know, I don't. Never mind. Isn't everything we say just opinion? It's not all fact. No, it's I fact. Just, I was it's just pointing out. Fact. You know why I know it's fact? Because MIT says it's fact. There you go. All right. Well, MIT is a smart place. A lot of smart people. I just want to know if you're a fan of the game then and why you like it. If you don't want to answer, you don't have to answer. All right. So if let me segue. If answering my question, that's okay. Let me, let me segue. How do you guys feel about Ortiz? Right now, as he's about to enter the Hall of Fame, I don't. I think you're right in not going out for that one. I'd wait for Dwight Evans or something else. Or Why? wouldn't it be great? Why? Because you think it's tainted. Well, you're, there's a reason why you're not going. What is it? No, I'm going to be with my family instead. I really wanted to go. I, well, there's no. Don't get me wrong. Up. I'm not going because I don't want to go. I would have went. You should go. It's really a great place if you're a fan. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, I'm not a fan anymore. <laughs> that scab is over now, Hank. That scab is over. Oh, don't put me on your island. I'm floating on this other island. You know how many times I've been on this island, Butch? I'm Sweden right now. I'm like Amelia Earhart right now. In Bob's mind. The reason I brought up Ortiz is, like you said last week, Bob, he's everywhere. And he's, he was everywhere yesterday, and he was every, he's going to be everywhere tonight. And I don't know if you saw the interview he did with Bogarts. It was pretty good, though. I mean, and, and I think we all know. You mean the I, one he said when the Reds, he made it fairly. How can it be headlines in the Boston Globe? 
Ortiz says Red Sox should keep Bogarts and Devers. Really? Right. right. Does, does it matter? Does it matter what Ortiz thinks about whether the Red Sox should keep Bogarts and Devers? Is that the interview you're talking about, Hank? Uh, yeah, well, if you saw the one on he did on the Fox National yes. All-Star Home Run Derby pregame show, he had the gun, and he was shooting literally real $100 bills out of the gun towards Bogarts. Pay the man! Pay the man! Put a gun. You know, that is not okay. Pay the it's, man. That, see, that, that is fine. I find that personally offensive. That Ortiz would say that, or that he'd use a gun? That he would say that, that he'd have a gun, and he'd do stuff like that. Pay the man. Like... They're cheap. Like, they've never taken care of him. Mm, I get that. He's just saying his opinion. I mean, it holds a little weight, I would bet, to a lot of Red Sox fans because, I mean, Ortiz nurtured Bogarts. Bogarts is partly the leader he is because of his relationship with Ortiz, and that's not a stretch at all. Um. So with his accomplishments, do you consider David Ortiz the greatest Red Sox player of all time? Greatest Red Sox player? No, no. Uh, I'm sorry. Maybe it's just generational. For me, it's Ted Williams, and then yes. What about Babe Ruth? What about Ty? What about well? I don't. I don't consider Babe Ruth a Red Sox like I do the others. I just I I consider him longer in a Red Sox uniform than Ortiz. Mm, I don't know about that. Ortiz paid 17. No. Oh, then, he, then the answer would be no. 2003 to 2000. Yeah, 17 years, I think it was, or 15 years. I, I don't know. I Hank, I don't. I consider him on the Mount Rushmore of Red Sox, and I think what puts him on it is two things. The championships. Wade Boggs, he's a better player than Wade Boggs was? I guess it depends uh, how you define him. He was a better Red Sox player than Wade Boggs, Yes. Yes. Not even close. Not even close. And Wade Boggs is a Hall of Famer. But David Ortiz was way more clutch than Wade Boggs and led them, led them to three. No, it's my daughter. She's making a, what are you making, vegan pancakes or something? What? Why do I have to shush? No. What? You want to come say hello? Not camera ready. All right. She's not camera ready, she said. I'll show you the pancakes when they're done. I don't think it's even close that, that, uh, David Ortiz and Wade Boggs in a Red Sox uniform. Do you, Hank? I don't. My, the, the greatness I look at is his leadership ability, leading them to three World Series championships. Right. You know, he's, he's got all the offensive numbers. Yeah, he was a designated hitter. I don't consider him uh, Ted Williams equal at all, but when you judge somebody's greatness, a lot of times the numbers well, I mean, of championships. I think it's better you know, Pedro Martinez, you think he's better than Pedro Martinez or Clemens? I do. He's an everyday player. They pitched every five days. You got to do it. I think they are outstanding and great. But when you talk about the best players in Red Sox history, I would put him above them. You know, while we, while we went off down this rabbit hole, Bob, I agree with you. There's no debate. You, if you want to bring up steroids, bring them up. But there's no debate. Roger Clemens is the greatest pitcher in Red Sox history. There's no debate by any way you want to go. The numbers, everything else. The only thing you could throw at anybody is two things, the steroids and the fact that his postseason performances weren't as good as even Kurt Schilling or Pedro or Derek Lowe. 
But Roger Clemens with 193 victories is tied with Cy Young and is the greatest Red Sox pitcher in my lifetime. I mean, there were only two pitchers that I, three, I got to say, that I, as a kid, and then when I get older, would literally mark down their rotation spots and not miss them. It was Roger, it was Pedro, and it was Louis Tion in 75. I had to see every game they pitched. So I'm with you on that. To me, Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame, but that's a whole nother argument. Bond should be in the Hall of Fame. They all should. But I agree on that point, Butch. We've we've moved past the steroid era. The uh, exhibit that was at the Hall of Fame, I was about to mention at one point when it came to McGuire and Sosa, the two guys that you know presumably saved baseball with their home runs in '98 and '99. Or McGuire, they had this whole exhibit out at, at Cooperstown with the, for those two guys alone. Uh, yeah, it was all about the steroids, but everybody did it, and um, that's the way it was. Hey, Butch, can I ask you about the pancakes, the vegan pancakes? Yes. Tori, come here. Talk about how you made the pancakes. They're really curious about the pancakes. Yeah, I need to get healthier. Come on over here. First of all, they're waffles. First of all, they're waffles. We're making waffles. All right. Um, I got a mini waffle maker. She got a mini waffle maker. Bring the mini waffle maker over here. Let's take a look at it. All right. Maybe we have a market. See, the, the guys on the show here. They're, they're marketing geniuses. Well, one of them is. That's true. I'm thinking <laughs> our best waffle is what I'm thinking. It's too hot for her to carry it right Oh, it's now. too hot for her to carry it right now. Before the show's over, show them after you make them. Here's the, well, here's we may that. have a new product because we've got our best food. Awesome. Look here's at that batter. batter. Okay, what else? We got banana. banana. It's just like a waffle mix with banana and cinnamon and vanilla. Cinnamon, vanilla, and banana and a little oh. cream cheese. Batter up. Snow cream our best waffles. Well, you know what? You get the inside <laughs> connection to our best foods. But in the like meantime, that, until right? those are fresh and fluffy and ready to hit the China, can we talk about talk about all American summers, right? The all-star game and baseball baseball. What's more all-American than our best burgers? Here we are. It's July. It's hot. We're right in that sweet spot. You have people over to the house. I mean, Butch, you've got that. A state that looks like a Four Seasons resort in your backyard. I mean, you're telling me yeah, down in right. the vineyard. Look, there's Loby. Never goes anywhere without him. He brings a cooler with him wherever he goes with his Our Best Burgers inside. And they're easy to find, too. You download the coupon. OurBestFoods.com. You download the coupon. And where do you go, Bob? We go to Our Best Meatballs. Well, we love the meatballs, too. But if you go to the frozen food section of your local grocer oh, yeah, and you look for too. our pal, the Smiling Chef. Yes, we there. affectionately refer to him as um, Pablo Bell. Very nice. So do what we do. Go down, get yourself a couple of dozen, put them in the freezer down in the base, put a couple upstairs. Our best burgers. Just go to ourbestfoods.com and download that coupon. So I got another baseball point or just something for you guys to ponder. And I think there's a question here. They don't start playing again until Friday. We get the whole all-star festivities. We get whatever happens tonight. For me personally, I just there's always one moment that you kind of identify with each all-star game. Some years there's not. Yeah, so you better watch Channel 25 tonight, everybody, because that's where it's at. It's an excellent point by you, Robert. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but if there is going to be a moment tonight, it'd be kind of cool 
if it was Bogarts or Devers with all the storylines around them, right? Yes. I mean, if they had the moment in the All-Star game. Maybe Ben Attendee will deliver tonight. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's some other good storylines. There's a hint. There, there's Schwarber. There's Ben Attendee. Ben well, Attendee. Got... I'd be, I'd, he'd be my favorite tonight. I'd be Louis room for Andrew Ben Attendee tonight. Imagine if the All-Star game in Toronto. All right. How about the Kansas right. City Royals? Ten players couldn't make the trip. Well, supposedly – uh, there's a bunch of teams that want to trade for Ben Attendee, but they're reluctant to because well, Yankees are one of them. Yeah, if he doesn't take the shot, like the oh. Yankees, for example, there was a story I read. Yes, that the Yankees are interested in Ben Attendee, but they have six games, I believe, two series in Toronto in September. Well, Ben Attendee's got the leverage. He says, "Okay, I'll sign with the Yankees if, uh, and I'll take the shot." Well, right. Unfortunately, if Toronto wants to buy me, I won't take the shot. So I have the leverage of deciding okay. whether I'm going to be vaccinated or not vaccinated, and I, I can where I can go. Okay, okay, but I'm just saying he's no. That's a big factor in what they're doing. It is. My question was going to be the Red Sox and everybody else starts playing on Friday, but what I think is very interesting or intriguing about right now, they they open up a ten game homestand on Friday at Fenway that ends on Sunday night. And then they have a day off and they go to Houston and that's the trading deadline two weeks from tonight. So they're going to have 10 games at home, which basically going to decide really whether they're contenders or not. Well, come on, Butch, you didn't have to go there. I'm going by math. I'm going by math. If they don't go at least five and five, if they have another, they just went four and 10 over, over though that 14 game stretch. time in Sunset Pond. That's all I can say. Sunset Lake. Lake. But if they if they go two and eight, and they're now what five hundred or one game? No, they'd be six, they'd be three games under five hundred. And the what trading deadline's coming. Here, Butch, what kind of a cocktail are you trying to make here? I'm just stating the facts. They have a ten game homestand before the trading deadline. That's going to tell their season right there. You're, I know what you're telling me. Their season is we already cold. Right, the Yankees don't say. you hear me? The Yankees aren't the ones that suck. Don't you? Didn't you hear that? Yeah, but they got to stop worrying about the Yankees. The Yankees are running away with this well, thing. That's not the point. That's not what I'm saying. I'm with Hank on this one. All they need to do that's is get in. Welcome to my island, Butch. Oh, your island, Medford you Island. Gilligan. You and Gilligan. The yeah. Yankees. Hey, little buddy. <laughs> I did meet Don Wells twice. She was lovely. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he says he's excited about it too. It was a she. I thought so. I just <laughs> Thank you, Thurston. Lovey. Yankees aren't the ones that suck. I agree with you. I'm just saying it's interesting to me they got a 10-game homestand against contenders. The Brewers, believe it or not, the Brewers lead the division. And that's the last team. What was the biggest news this whole weekend? This is how we're going to differ. This shows you how much we differ. Chris Sale's finger. I mean, it's the biggest news, right? Well, you know what? That's not what I was thinking, but you make a point. I'll have to. I'll have what, to... what were you thinking? My thinking was David Faraday going to LIV. Uh, I, yes, I thought that was a big deal, too. I thought it was a big deal because it's a high-profile guy other than a golfer yeah. that, that now is following. Not only money. that, he's kind of like a, a heart and soul golf guy. Oh, yeah. He's... 
I mean, who's the hottest? Great sense of humor. Great, great analyst. Who's the best? If you think of basketball, hockey, who's the best analyst? TV, radio, even print sometimes. Who's the guy in any sport? I don't think there are any. There's a handful. I'm like we saw how Tony Romo was a couple of years ago. He's kind of lost it. I'm just saying, Ferrity is that guy in golf. And yes. now he's going to live. Yes. Right. right. So that's he's, a big you know, deal. Nick Aldo's just retired. So, you know, went from CBS and now Ferrity's gone. Or, and then maybe they'll pick up Peter Costas, too, who used to be with NBC and stuff in Maine. So I'm just now, saying. Sergio Garcia. Story. Is Sergio Garcia going to the live tour? Oh, yeah. He's already in. He just quit the world tour, so he's not going right. to be able to play in any Ryder Cup anymore. He can't play in the Ryder Cup. Right. Well, since we went to golf, if you guys don't mind, I would like to just mention that story this week. I think a lot I'm of you did, Butch. Can I just ask you something? The next time yeah. you decide to play Brain Tree by yourself or whoever it is, will you give me a call? Yeah, well, when we come to up see to my doctor play. Uh, I'm going to see my doctor for a torn bicep. Oh, my God. season could be in jeopardy. Okay? I thought you so, would just jet. I'm like, I know you're an athlete and stuff. I'm looking like oh, you're moving oh, yeah. your arm. Yeah, Hank. Yeah, can't swing. Oh, stop it, Butch. You're making yeah. me excited. Can you, can, you can't swing? What? I, you missed my point. I tore my bicep on Friday, and I played two rounds the next day like an idiot. So what I deserve is the dunce cap. I slogged my way through it, but I did it but I because I couldn't. I iced it and didn't feel any pain like an idiot. Anyway, now you know how Tiger felt. I know a lot of people, maybe people that aren't watching this don't know the story, but it's worth telling. And I got wind of it last Thursday. Great and, story. And the three of us have told stories our whole lives, right? And Hank, I'm telling you, I have never, this isn't a story, it's a movie. I have never told a story like this. I got a call Thursday night. Do you hear what's going on in the Mass Am? And I think we know this, but for people that don't really understand the Mass Am, I put it this way. It's the Massachusetts Masters, if you will. It's the Mass U.S. Open because of a couple reasons. One, it's the best of the best. As we all know, it's 144 golfers. Just to qualify to get in is amazing, right? And also, what's kind of cool about it, like the U.S. Open, is you and I can try to qualify if we're a 4.4 handicap. It's any ages. So this 19-year-old kid from Wellesley, his name's Connor Willette, had qualified months ago. He had a 7.30 tee time on Monday morning. On Sunday, him and his father were members and golfed out of Charles River Country Club. His father played a tournament in the morning, 52 years old, Rick Willette. He choked and died. Oof. And he, not only did he choke, there were seven doctors, I was told, that were at the, at the function. And they revived him. But he had complications where his heart just gave out. It was too much damage to his body. So Sunday night, this 19-year-old kid who by all accounts was in the lower half of the 144 in the golfer thing, whatever. I can't play. I'm not going to, I'm not going to play his mother and his brother, his uncle, Brian, his father's brother got him in a room with the whole family said, you're playing. Dad would want you to play. So he goes out and plays on Monday. It was stroke play against the whole field. He wins, wins, gets one of the top scores. He plays on Tuesday. He wins again. Now it turns to match play. He just keeps winning. 62, th uh, 64, 32, 16, 8. When I get the call, he was in the final four on Thursday, and he won. Wow. And there's, there's so many things to this story. 
not only does he win, the kid he played against, I forget his last name, his first name was Ethan, one of the top golfers in the state. They agreed, they agreed before they played, this is the final four, they agreed that whoever lost, the other guy would caddy for him the next day. So he ends up playing against a 16-year-old kid, the youngest kid in the tournament named Ryan Downs, whose father is a golf pro at a great horse country club. Kid's a phenom. So the two of them play match play. 30, by the way, 36 holes every day they played. It's like, thank goodness they're 19 and 16. On Friday, I did the story Thursday night before he even played in the championship. And I think a lot of people had caught wind of it by then. They had decent-sized crowds. They had his family there. It was Instagrammed live. Everybody was watching it. He beat him by one on the first 18. He was up three holes with four to go, and he had a 10-foot putt. And Jesse Menachem, who's the CEO of Mass Golf, did a ton of stories with him, told me that we were all expecting Ryan to, to concede. Pick it up. There's no way I'm going to beat you three up with three to go after this. Just let it go. The 16-year-old kid, Ryan, turns to him and says, no, no, you got to make the putt. He goes, okay. So, of course, he drains it for the win. They storm the green. They storm the green, his family and friends, the hugs. If you look at that story, essentially, just take a close look at the hugs. You'll, you'll lose it. Here's the thing that just, I lose it. He wins Friday. He celebrates. He goes to his dad's wake Friday night. His dad's funeral is Saturday. I'm telling you guys, I don't think I've ever seen a, or I know I've never done a story like this, but to do this in the mass am, to win the best of the best, to be able to get in a zone and not think about his dad. I, I, he, in his post-game press conference, he, the first thing he said is, I just want to thank my family for allowing me to focus on golf. How did that happen? I, mean, I, I don't know. Say whatever you guys want. I'm done. But it's it's the most remarkable story I've ever done. It's crazy. That's what makes you think about a higher power, doesn't it? Really? And when you think about it? Where did the event take place, Bush? Concord Country Club. And the other thing is, there's been now, I've gotten very familiar with, and I'm glad to say this, it's with the folks at Mass Golf, and I've started to pay more attention to the uh, Mass Am. It's really an amazing tournament. And the year before, Matt Parziali, the local kid who was the fireman who ended up playing in the Masters with Tigers. Matt's still an amateur. He's never lost his amateur status. Well, last year he was in the finals. Guess who he got beat by? The kid from Wellesley who's on the tour now, Thorborn's son. And they, I think it was in a playoff. The, 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 masses, the state AMs are really high-pressure high events. I mean – it's not, mass, mass AMS, it is, it's a great take. The whole, well, and it's, it's also, program. but it's also, I've got friends my age that try to qualify every year, guys that are. No, you know, I, it's really something worthwhile. And they, they play, they play their ass off and they don't make it. The first, uh, that's, first, that's this tournament that this kid won. Think about that. If you put the father's story aside, that he won that tournament. Uh, it's just, that's unbelievable. No, it's not, that's an amazing story. How do you put the father story aside, though? There's no I, I don't. I'm just saying that's, just the, I, the golf story itself is improbable. The uh, first story I had to ever cover when I left Vermont to come to New Hampshire before I came to Boston was 
from Burlington, Vermont, down to Manchester, New Hampshire, was the New Hampshire State Am. And that was the, a huge event in New Hampshire. And radio coverage that we gave to that was was, was pretty remarkable. And, Since uh, I brought it up, I'm going to, uh, just for anybody that's watching, I'm going to tweet it out again. I, I did a recap of the story on Sunday night, and I'm telling you, it's not, this is not to be self-serving. It is worth watching if you haven't seen it. It's, it's, I said this the other night, it's triumphant, tragic yet triumphant. And, and it's, it's just incredible. Hey, Butch, would you mind if we, um, we put it out on our social media channels? Absolutely. I think this kid deserves the attention. I know he does. And uh, again, I'm proud to have done my small part to tell his story, help tell his story. Well, we should buy him a cruiser. We should buy him one of those. We could take him right up to Cold Springs RV with us, and we go out in the Lobie Cruiser. It's we're gonna need a really big one because we got a lot of people coming. Because we got you, Bob, myself. Butch will have to stand between us. We're gonna have Lynchy on board. Who knows what we're gonna pick up along the way? But one thing is for certain: like we've talked about going to the different Hall of Fames. When you talk about Hall of Famers, right at the very top of the list. Cold Springs RV, worth the ride to their beautiful location up in Ware, New Hampshire. W-E-A-R-E, Ware, New Hampshire. That's right. Go to coldspringsrv.com. My family, I come from a family of campers. We've had a couple of motorhomes. We had a 35-foot travel trailer. They have other travel trailers that are fifth wheels that go on the, you know, there's like a big horseshoe. goes on the back of your pickup truck. I've had three or four uh, tent trailers pop-ups. They have toy haulers, so you get the big camper, but you can bring, like, um, you know, a quad with you, a couple of motorcycles, all your bikes in the back. You can find them with the greatest selection, the greatest service, and the greatest prices. It's like a field trip because when you go, imagine going somewhere where you can try everything. You know, no velvet ropes that say, oh, you can stick your head in. No, you can get into all of these vehicles. You can lay down. You can see if you can fit into the bathroom. That's always a concern of mine. Maybe not everybody's. You can see how many air conditioning units you're going to have. More information than we need to know. The TVs, <laughs> that would be Bob's thing. Some of them have these recessed TVs. You press the button, the TV comes up out of the cabinet. You don't want it there. Boom, you put it back down. And how do you find these? You just drive to Ware, New Hampshire, or you go to the website, coldspringsrv.com. Coldspringsrv.com. And I will have you know that I was able to get into the bathroom of the motorhome Without uh, running Vaseline over most you know, of my body. I commend Hank on that, Bob, because while it is TMI, while it is too much information, it's probably a point that's going to make a handful of people say, you know what? I can check that out. I'm not going to have yeah. to worry about jamming yeah. myself into the bathroom. You might not want to get so, into the same I got into. It's full disclosure. I, I kind of like it. If I'm the sponsor, I like it. I'm just telling you. Thank you. Know? you. Also gets... You know, Red Sox in two, which is the most important thing. That you <laughs> I got another like segue to, before. I like watch the Red Sox in two, and then I DVR it. And then I watch it in one. You know, you can adjust the speed on the TV. You know, I'm a, ba I'm a baseball fan. Butch, I, I know another, you're a baseball fan. I got so another you, segue you probably get where I'm coming from. I got another segue for you. Today, today, Patriots rookies report. It's way too early to talk football. I get it. A week uh, from tomorrow is the first day of training camp. And I guess my simple question, we don't know the answer to this. Just bring it up for a quick discussion. I think we all agree if they're going to, whatever they're going to be this year, they need an infusion 
of production from their rookie class like they did last year, right? Last year, they got their quarterback, Mac Jones. They got the kid on the defensive line, Barmore, and Ramondre Stevenson, among others. That kid looks like a real player. Um, so I was just looking at it this morning because the rookies report, it's, it's kind of interesting because last, you're talking about a quarterback, an interior defensive lineman, and a running back. Players where you could judge a guy's impact, maybe not so much Barmore. But this year you got a guard, Cole Strange. By all accounts, he's going to be a good player. He's going to be a starter all the way. But are we oh, really oh, going to be – By all accounts? Yeah. Yeah, from guys I've talked to, David Andrews of the world, that have seen him so far, they think he's a player. So – but whatever, he's a guard is my point. But they only took one receiver, that kid Ty Thornton, supposedly a little small – but they took two more running backs in the draft. And, again, from people that have watched him, this kid Pierre Strong is a beast. And they got this other kid, Harris, who was very productive in college. They've got four, if these kids pan out, solid running backs with an injured James Wycombe. Does that tell us all we need to know about what this team's going to do? They're going to run the football. But I'm just you know, wondering. Does, if does that mean a lack of – First preseason game like in, uh, in a month, right? Say that again. First preseason game is like. In, uh, yeah, I'll get you the date right now. While you're probably that up. less than a month. New England Patriots schedule. Their first preseason game is August August 11th against the Giants. I think it's a Thursday night, isn't it? Yeah, Thursday, August 11th. Three weeks from this Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, so you're right. you Do you think that that is an indication of Bill Belichick's um, lack of confidence in Mac Jones? I think it's the opposite. And does it speak, does it speak any volume toward whether you think he's here long term? Belichick or Mac Jones? Mac Jones. Well, the long term, they don't have to decide for three more years. Actually, two more because – you don't want him in the last year of a contract. No, I I'm not as much of a fan of football, Hank, that you used to be. <laughs> no, I, I really am. I'm a big Mac Jones fan. I thought that Bill Belichick had a little more confidence. Why did you just stop being a football fan, Hank? I'm still a football fan. Explain why you love the game, Hank. I'm still a yeah, You know what I love about the game? I love to see a guy like Bill Belichick challenged and raise up and face a challenge. When everybody's questioning, is this guy still gutted as a head coach? And maybe that's the perfect thing. Maybe he's doing this to take a little bit of pressure off Mac Jones in season number two. He won't have to worry about Nikhil Harry. He was traded away, right? Here's my answer to your question about whether if, if the, they drafted two running backs and a guard is any indication that he doesn't have faith in Mac Jones. I think it's the opposite. I think you just said it. I think he wants to set him up to succeed, and the best way to do it is to give him a solid running game around him. They've also brought in all these other receivers that none of us have ever heard of. But who the hell heard of Julian Edelman when they brought him in? Must. I did. He went to Kent State. We went to class together. Oh, well, okay. You did then. You went to class together? No, Is sorry. that what you said? I thought so, but I'm wrong. Uh, this is another lifetime, my friend. We were watching yeah, the, the reincarnation of Peter Proud. Did you come back as a college student like 30 years later? Yeah, uh, Butch, we need his stuff. <laughs> now he's got the Kent State hat. Yeah, it's not MIT. No, it's not. Boy, the golden flashes. Who said that? 
You wait just a minute. wait a minute. That is so cruel. That's so oh, I set you up for that. Yeah, it's pretty good. So I don't know. I, I the, get to uh, me. I try to think about talking football. I can't do it right now. Here's the Can deal. Guys... It won't be long. Three weeks from from this Thursday. But yes. Here's the one thing you really need to keep in mind is that of the the top 22 sporting events last year 20 of them were NFL games crazy isn't it think about that I, world crazy. series now that you know baseball you guys are great baseball fans obviously you know you name it top 22 events 20 of them were NFL games that's amazing yeah, we got to wrap this up too because I'm going to go back and rewatch the uh, home run hitting contest from last night, the home run derby. Derby and Listen, two. It's worth it's worth watching. Julio yeah, Rodriguez and two. watching two and Juan Soto. I can't watch Rodriguez. I told you I traded him for my fantasy team for Kyle Schwarber, so I can't watch Rodriguez. How many fantasy teams are you on, Butch? Just one. Just one. You know what? I I got an easy comeback for you, Bob. When you guys asked me to come on this show, that was a fantasy in itself, right there. How's that? Wow, pretty good. <laughs> you know, if you'd like an even greater fantasy, you can drive up over the Tobin Bridge, continue ninety-three to one twenty-eight to George Gray's Lexington Toyota. All right, it's like going to see Oz. Thank you goodness you didn't tell me about another fantasy and going in the bathroom on the in the RV. That's that's where I thought you were going. So, all right. well. <clears throat> You can keep those thoughts to yourself. I mean, I brought up the Vaseline and just fitting myself in there. That's where the, I shut the door. You know, some of you, I don't know, you like to leave the door well, open. Don't start knocking to get out. But the front door is always open at George Gray's yeah, Lexington Toyota. Where is it? It's at 409 Massachusetts Avenue in Lexington, Massachusetts. Bring your, you bring your phone. LexingtonToyota.com. Matter of fact. Hey, hey, Tori, bring some of those waffles over here so we can see them. See the final product. You know, oh, George could good. probably take a tundra and set up a kitchen in the back of it so Tori could have a mobile waffle vehicle. Tori, can, can, can the author of those <laughs> the here, fall. which can we say say hi to Tori or yeah, come around, Tori. She she Tori, just got out of bed. She doesn't have any makeup on. She's all hi, Tori. <laughs> Hello. Our best waffles. We're working on that for you. They can't hear you. Dad. She's what? She needs to spend more time in front of the camera than you. Of course. <laughs> she obviously got her mother's hair. Very nice. Uh, she's got everything from her mother. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank God. Lucy, you want to say hi to the guys? Actually, Tori, might be a good time for Tori to say, hey, Dad, how about a new vehicle for me? Because George Gray would take good care of her just like he takes good care of everybody else. Okay, Best I'll service by mind. far. Best selection. Sorry, you're listening to this because Hank's buying your car for your dad. That's right. But I'm going to have to send the bill to Bob because he's got way more money than I do. For your dad. She works and makes half of her car payment. She's, she's getting there. LexingtonToyota.com. George Gray's oh, Lexington yeah. Toyota. The best. All right, boys, I'm going to watch baseball. I don't know about what you're going to do, Butchie. And, uh, oh, Bob. I know what you're not going to watch. But. <laughs> All right, boys, a little spice on the show. All right, love you. Hey, well, one more time for people. Please go watch that Connor Willett story. Hey, Butch, how about an invite over to Channel 25 sometime? I've never been sure. over there. Sure. 
I don't even know if we're allowed to have guests still with COVID. I think we are. I haven't seen anybody come in the building, but well, that sounds like a no to me. Sure. Now you pull the invitation out. So I'm, I'm the I said I'll find out. God. I said danger. You said great right danger. In. Is there any other kind? What? Get right <laughs> into the show. Right. All wait right, till gentlemen. You see the studio. Bob, wait until you see the studios. When I was over there, spectacular, state of the art. I mean, it was so much fun. It is a unique, unique studio. All right, guys. All right, stay cool. All right. Red Sox in two. Unacred Boston is a presentation of Unacred Media, a Burke Advertising LLC company. For show information, visit unacredboston.com. Thank you.